The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome to the Source of Truth podcast. Thanks for joining us this morning on this Wednesday as we take a few minutes today to look into God's Word and to learn from it, to grow from it. Uh, we're glad you're with us and joining us, whether you're watching this live at 11 or watching this archive later on demand or listening to it through the audio format. We're just glad you're with us. Uh, we are this morning at continuing or finishing up the first chapter in the book of Philippians. Uh, we've mentioned the fact that the theme of the book of Philippians is that of the theme of joy. Uh, and we've been talking recently over the idea of joy over circumstances. And so a lot of it came down to having a purpose and our perspective, things of that nature. And uh, then and then we just finished uh, last time talking about the idea of unity. He says in verse 27, we strive together for the faith of the gospel. Uh, we've stated unity was not uniformity. It was not in all agreement. It was coming together with a set purpose, a one singular goal in mind. Of course, that is the faith of the gospel, the furtherance of the gospel. Well, now Paul finishes chapter 1 as he talks about the idea of this battle of circumstances. Please remember these, you know, we said the verses and chapters are not inspired. This is all one letter to Philippians. So it's broken up. It helps us to um, better understand the breaks and things of that nature. But we see it. We see the last couple of verses where Paul's coming here and the last couple of thoughts of this first section. And what we see is we see Paul giving us a challenge because a lot of times we look at circumstances and joy over circumstances and say, all right, I'm happy and I think God's moving when he eliminates my circumstances, when he solves my problem, when he moves me beyond this. And I'm looking at this and I just, you know, that's not necessarily how scripture puts it. Um, God does not always eliminate us, eliminate our circumstances and solve it. A lot of times he gives us grace in the midst of it. I mean, you calculate this. When you ask for wisdom, God's going to give you circumstances where you can use wisdom. When you ask for courage, he's going to put you in spots where you can gain courage. We ask for patience, he's going to give you a spot where you can learn it. He doesn't just give it to us, he teaches us through these things. So our circumstances are often by God important in that sanctification process in our life. So in this situation, we're talking about adversity. Uh, even in this case, adversaries, others who are against us. So this could be, you know, sometimes for uh, it could be families who are mad that you've come to Christianity. It could be coworkers who want nothing to do with you, maybe because you believe. Um, it just could be somebody who was against you. And uh, for, in this case, a good reason, not because you know, you've done things to cause it. If you're out being hateful to people, that's, that's a little different. But you understand where I'm coming from here. So what do we do when somebody is causing adversity in their life for the purpose of trying to get us to stop? They want us to quit. They want us to realize this is a lie. They want us to believe the lie of Satan, that God is not real. He's not doing something. What do we do in those circumstances? How do we respond? And again, it's a mindset more than anything. So let's, let's just look at the verses Paul's put out here in front of us this morning so we can get an idea of just at least his mindset while he sits in prison. Uh, verse number 28, he just got done talking about unity for the faith of the gospel. And he continues in verse 28 and says, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries, not being terrified by your adversaries, which is, them, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. For unto you it is given in behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake, having the same conflict which he saw in me, 
and now here to be in me. So let's go break this down. He talks legitimately about conflict and adversity and things that will come, and many times exactly what God's asked us to endure. So how, how do we, let's, let's unpack these. What can we learn from these that will help us in this circumstance? So he says in verse 28, not being terrified, in nothing, not being terrified by your adversaries. A lot of times we, we get nervous about the power they can have over us, nervous about uh, just having to face them. Uh, it can be complicated. Nobody likes awkward, nobody likes uncomfortable. Uh, and so you see these things, but you sometimes you think, man, they could really cause a lot of grief. Uh, they can hurt my family. They can do a lot of different things. And, and that can be accurate. So he says, not being terrified by your adversaries. Catch this phrase, which to them is an evident token of perdition. What are you saying? If you are not if you're not terrified by those trying to stop you, if you're not hindered by them, if you're not overwhelmed by them, what you're going to learn is to them, that's a, that's a frustration. You know, I used to look at that verse and say that they were excited by this. No, 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 no. When we are not driven by the enemy, when we're not persuaded by the enemy, when we're not brought to fear by the enemy, that bothers them. They struggle with that. It gives us power over the enemy. See, the enemy, your adversary, they just want you to stop. They want you to be frustrated. They want you to be discouraged. They want you to be wrong. They don't want what you believe to be true because then that means to an extent they need to change their view. And so they want you to be discouraged and stop and quit. This is what Satan's trying to do. When you are not terrified, even though the circumstances are complicated, when you refuse to be led by that fear, what you do is you place in them a frustration. They can't control you. They can't sway you. They can't move you. Their actions, their comments, their threats, their mocks, their, all the different things that will come can't affect you because you've got a greater purpose. You've got the audience of one. You've got that unity. You've got that faith of the gospel you're going for. Uh, let me give you a thought on this. A lot of times in our life, we look back at our circumstances and we state that um, we are a result of our history, a result of our circumstances, things of that nature. And there is no doubt at all that your background, your history can be influential in who you become. Can I give you a challenge though in something that I think we, we as Christians should understand? Ultimately, who we become is not a result of our circumstances. Right? As a Christian, who we become is a result of our response to our circumstances. You can have someone coming, you can have two kids coming from a really good home, one grows to love God, one grows to hate God. You can have two kids coming out of horrible homes, one walks out thinking God hates him, the other one goes out to be a preacher. It is not, your, your circumstances are very much part of who you become, but the spiritual response is how do, what, my response to my circumstances. So whatever you're in, what he's saying here is you can allow the enemies to anger you and frustrate you and you can become overwhelmed or you can put your faith in God, not letting anxiety control you and just move forward in faith, which is not always easy, but do it that the enemies realize they can't control you. You move forward, you have joy in the midst of these times, you see God and they, like, they don't know what to do. And that's one great power over the enemy. He goes, and to you, that's a salvation, that of God. It's proof of your salvation. It's the power of God working even in the, it's trusting in the sovereignty of God. Verse 29, for unto you, he said this is unfortunately a fact, unto you it is given on behalf of Christ, because of Christ, not only that we believe on him, but also suffer for his sake. Paul said uh, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. Paul said, to be able to truly understand what it means to walk with Christ, you're going to have to suffer, son. What did Jesus say? If the world hated me, will it not hate you? If they hated him, 
They're not going to like what we stand for. Again, the hatred or frustration or whatever word it is, is not necessarily driven towards you individually. It's, it's really what you represent. You represent Christianity. You represent the Word of God. You represent God. Not religion, not an emptiness, because anybody can say God. You represent a very specific, uh, true Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, the, the one that brings salvation. And Satan uses religion as a way to keep people from Jesus. So when that, all that being true, you look at this and you say, um, if I, they, they, it's really what I stand for. It's what I believe that they don't like. And so unfortunately you're going to, and that's fine. It, it's not easy, but it is something we need to understand as part of the Christian life. He says this, having the same conflict which you saw in me, not here to be in me. You are, what you see in me is something that you're going to watch. I, I, the example I'm giving you. And Paul says, you know, Paul finishes this thought. We talked about the idea of joy over circumstances. And I appreciate the fact that Paul doesn't say, okay, here's our thinking. Bad circumstances have great joy, then your circumstances will become great. That doesn't necessarily matter. Paul was here for a long time and ended up, ultimately he's coming to the end of his ministry and the end of his life. But see, Paul did something unique. We are reading a letter written by Paul while sitting in prison. Again, it was house arrest, but he was, he was unable to do ministry. What's intriguing by that? If Paul had not been sitting, we've said this before, if Paul had not been bound to this house, he would be out preaching, out starting churches. You see, why is that bad? Well, he already had people doing that. He said that. Whether in preaching truth, Christ is preached. People are getting bold by his mouth. But God needed the word of God to be finished. And so he put or allowed the circumstance for Paul to be where he was so that Paul could write the Bible. So you say, that doesn't seem fair, he could have done this. No, 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 it's not about what Paul wanted. It's about what God's plan was. And God's plan was, Paul, I've given you three missionary journeys. You've done your part. Now I need you to go aside, and I need you to take this circumstance and do something for me. That's what we have to realize. Our circumstances, this idea that if I honor God and have joy, my circumstances will disappear. Here's what we do. We still see that the Word of God, religion, uh, my time, and going to prayer is all about God fixing problems for me and making my life better. No. To have joy over circumstances is simply this, Lord, how can I bring glory to you in this? That's joy over circumstance because it's all bigger than me. If it's all about me, my life being better, more comfortable, I will never find that in Christianity because that's a humanistic standpoint. I will find God's peace and joy over circumstances when I recognize that what God's put me in is to bring Him glory. And when I do everything I can to bring Him glory and I let Him deal with the things that I can't, then I can have joy. And then I can see Him sometimes do great things to help me through these. But the key is this, I'm not here to make life more comfortable, I'm here to bring glory to God. That's a huge difference there. And that perspective is where we find joy. If my perspective is my life being more comfortable, uh, well, I'm gonna become frustrated because life is rarely like that. We'll have times of it, but it's not, it, you're never just gonna say where everything's perfect. That Satan won't allow that. Life doesn't allow that. So the right perspective and the right purpose is what really helps us to understand joy. Our desire is not for God to make us comfortable, it is for us to glorify God in our lives, in our circumstances. And I hope that you hold to that. Doing that, there's nothing greater than allowing God to use you even in the hard times. Thanks again for joining us this morning and giving me the opportunity to be part of your day. Greatly appreciate any time to teach God's word. Hope this is a help to you. Hope it's an encouragement as we walk through this book. Thanks again for joining us this morning. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.